Hey, Sam. Hey, Teresa. What's up? Um, well, <laughs> so our Wi-Fi, this week is midterms, just so you know, and our Wi-Fi has been going out in our house every single day at around the same time for multiple hours. So <laughs> that has shaped the course of my week. How about you? <laughs> Wait, so when your Wi-Fi goes out, what do you do? Well, there's several options. Either go to the library, which isn't going to happen, um, connect to my personal hotspot, which I have unlimited data, so I usually do that. Oh, wow. Or cry. <laughs> or cry. So <laughs> I just pick one of the options. <laughs> um, well, my Wi-Fi has been strong as ever. Um, this past week, I feel like has been pretty tough. I had like four papers due, I think. Mm um one of them was to observe a public space and I chose the Amtrak station so I've been spending a lot of time sitting there alone watching people um but yeah we are super excited to get into today's episode because finally um it feels like fall and to celebrate that we will be interviewing Black over a cup of jack-o'-lantern float great let's get into it So for today's drink, I chose a jack-o'-lantern float because it was the second thing that came up on Google when I typed in Halloween drinks for kids. Um, And immediately when I saw the picture and the ingredients, I knew I would hate it. And I was right. Um, It's Fanta orange, which is gross, and vanilla ice cream on top. Um, It's kind of like a trashier root beer float. Um, and I don't really like how the ice cream like sits there and doesn't really mesh with the Fanta. Um, I, I understand the concept. And if I had a kid maybe who was turning eight around Halloween and wanted to, um, reward him with a drink, I might, you know, make him a jack-o'-lantern float, but that is not the case. And so, I will not be drinking this again in the near future. Then I must be a child who is turning eight because um, I love everything about this drink. I like every time I see root beer flow, it's like, stop taking yourself so seriously. Like no one cares. So the idea of a trashier root beer flow is fantastic. Also, like it just turns Fanta into cream soda. Super interesting concept solid execution I give it a 10 out of 10 yes the concept is so interesting very very interesting um but yeah again you know another episode where me and Sam have diverging opinions on drinks made for kids um maybe one day we will agree on something but we are super excited um for today's episode where we will be interviewing Black, um, who is a really cool artist who is actually our age, which is insane, um, based in New York. Um, and he just makes really cool, um, not only cool, but hilarious raps. Um, Sam, do you want to introduce him? Yeah, yeah. So um, I found Black when just like doing my classic daily activity of scrolling through Bandcamp. Um, 
I'm sure a lot of listeners can relate to just like scrolling endless hours on Bandcamp and like clicking the first song and seeing what it's about. And like immediately, like five seconds into it, he has this bar that's like shells like Silverstein. And I was like, whoa, what is going on here? Um, definitely check out his album, Jazz for Jesus. Uh, like Teresa said, he's around our age and he just makes insane music, really it's hard to even say what he's influenced by because it, he definitely just pulls influences from everywhere and every track on the album is great. And it, just the references he uses are crazy. So definitely check out Jazz for Jesus. And we're super excited to dig into some of the references he uses as well as what kind of got him into making music. Yeah. And with that, should we call him up right now? Yep. Let's call him up. Hi, can you guys hear me? Hello, thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I've been super obsessed with your album, so I'm really excited to uh, talk to you about it. So first, um, we normally try and do like an intro for our guests, but it seems like you keep a very low uh, social media presence and it's a bit hard to find information on you. Uh, (laughs) Could you give the audience maybe a little intro um of like maybe when you started making music and um like how you would describe your work kind of okay sweet uh my name is black uh very hard to google name uh (laughs) uh, i started rapping um over the pandemic but uh i don't know i've always been like writing and stuff but that's like around the time when like i started to like actually record and uh yeah no I just <clears throat> I try to make uh I try to make fun songs I feel <laughs> you know uh fun punchlines you know you know, I don't know I, do, I try to have fun with it I don't know you know I don't overcomplicate it and so what made you start like rapping and putting out music uh like during the pandemic even though you'd always been like writing and stuff before I've always loved music and uh, the pandemic just, it felt like everything like slowed down <clears throat> and, and I felt like the, the best way to make use of my time was to do something productive and to do like something that I enjoyed doing. And it was like, if there's any time to try this, it'd be now. So, so I just, I tried to make the best of a really bad situation. Yeah. And you said you'd been writing before this. Were you writing raps or were you just like a, a writer in general? Uh, mostly raps. Uh, for the most part, you know, just I, I, I remember I was recording stuff when I was like 13, you know, like okay. like uh, and those are like raps in a similar kind of vein, just like way younger. And uh and yeah, it was always like kind of like in a hip hop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the pandemic like really pushed you to take it a step further. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I guess we were wondering, um, it seems like a lot of the references and things on this project are pretty recent. Can you talk a little bit about how long this project has been in the works? This has been stuff that I've been just been recording over the course of the year. Uh, I can't remember when I recorded the first track, but that's the first one that I recorded. But like, I've been um I've been recording like 
pretty much like weekly since like uh, January this year. So like, <clears throat> so in the course of that, like I had like maybe like 30, 35 songs or whatever. And like, um, and then I whittled down to like the eight that I felt, felt complimenting each other the best. And, and that's how we got a uh, jazz for Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Can we talk about what inspired the title jazz for Jesus? <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I like, I like goofy phrases and like silly, like, and I like, I don't know, like making them up or whatever. And uh, so, and for some reason, I forget why I ended up saying the phrase jazz for Jesus. It's like, oh, that'd be like a cool title for something. And then like, and then I tried to like write a song named jazz for Jesus. And like, it was going to be like my, like my word on a wing. Like you ever heard Bowie's word on a wing or whatever? Like I had that in mind and then it came out really bad. <laughs> and I was like, but then I was like, I was like, I love the name and I, I just, it stuck with me. And then like, and then I, and then like I made the cover and then it all just started coming together. And I was like, I should just name the record to this. Jesus himself was speaking to you. Yeah. I mean, I think that the songs on the record definitely for me, they very much fit the vibe of the title. Um, and I don't know what drew me to the record like immediately was the lyricism and definitely like those goofy lines um I know like the Shel Silverstein bar like right at the beginning of Calm like got me I was like what is this this is sick <laughs> so I was wondering um what is your writing process like uh it's, it's funny like after the record uh, came out, some people, like some of my friends that I listened to it, they're like, oh yeah, like a lot of cool references. And I like, it didn't even dawn on me that like, I like use so many references. I guess like growing up, like I just listened to a lot of like, like when I was really young, I listened to like a lot of rappers who like did a lot of references. Like Doom had a bunch of like off the wall references. Like I used to be like a really big Eminem fan when I was like a kid, like, and I was a lot of, like I was a lot of reference heavy stuff. So like, I guess that's just like just always kind of stayed with me as I like continued writing and stuff. Mm. And I, I kind of meant so like when you when you're recording, do you have the whole track written before, or is it more of an in the studio thing? Like, how do you think about writing? Um, in oh, I, I write the verses fully out. Like, I write the verses, the ad libs, uh, that I kind of do like on the spot, like because. Uh, I feel like I tend whenever I kind of overthink that part, they come out more stilted and awkward. So if I just kind of like I'm feeling it in the moment, we'll come up with like you know sounds that just feel natural, and like you know what I mean. And so that's how I kind of approach it. And I, I was kind of like that juxtaposition, like one one section feels very like um, controlled and measured, and the other doesn't, and like. I don't know, I was kind of like the how the how those two like styles like mash together. And speaking of styles, um, do you did you record this album in New York? Yeah. Um, and we wanted to ask, like, how has just like being in New York and being in New York during the pandemic in general, like inspired your sound or like the way that you approach making music? Um, one in a, in a really pragmatic sense uh because i'm in new york like during the pandemic i was able to like go to studios and like maybe if i live somewhere else i wouldn't be able to but in uh 
in a different way. Like, I feel like uh, New York is just, like, a very, like, diverse place. And, like, it, I don't know, like, it's easy, it's easy to find, like, like, access to different kinds of music and, and different ideas. Like, like, when I was in middle school, I was in a band, you know, because, like, a, because the school, like, required us to be in, like, a, a school band. And, like, I think that's, like, a benefit of, like, being in New York, you know? Yeah. Um, so you grew up in the city as well? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And how do you think, like, growing up in the city shaped your sound? Like, are you influenced by a lot of New York artists in general? Or um, are they, is your music in New York kind of separate world? Uh, yeah, I think, I mean, I'm, I'm influenced by a bunch of New York artists, I feel. Like, and I've never, like, considered how that might be because I'm from New York, you know? Like, because it, it's hard to even, like, consider that in some ways because it just feels like listening to hip-hop, you know? But, like, I would say I'm definitely influenced, even by, like, like, like big New York artists, like, you know, legends like Jay-Z, Ghost, and, like, and Nas all the way to, like, you know, Woods and Elucid and, like, you know, Mike and stuff, you know? Like, so I think I'm definitely, like, drawn to that sound, you know? But I'm also influenced by, like, a lot of stuff from, like, you know, Atlanta and, like, you know, the DMV and stuff like that, so. Yeah, and talking about that New York sound, um, I know, like, New York, there's a lot of scenes going on right now in the city. And I was wondering do you feel like your music fits into any of those scenes or vibes or do you think you're doing something different um i'd say like i'm I'm doing something like different i think like it's in the vein of like a lot of like other stuff coming out from new york like you know <clears throat> like a lot of the slum stuff and like uh and like you know and like woods and stuff in in army hammer and stuff like that but like, I don't know, like, I don't really know any of them. So, so like, you know, so it's, it's hard for me to even feel like I'm like really a part of that, you know? Like, I feel like um what I'm doing is like definitely a little like goofier, wilder in some ways, you know? But like, I can see how the comparison can be. So like, where does this comedic aspect come from? Like, do you go in, like, do you want to make people laugh with like um like some part of your projects or like what part of this you're like I want this to be sort of funny <laughs> I, I think I'm just like naturally a kind of silly person <laughs> like so it it kind of comes through in like the writing and like and it just isn't how I approach it you know uh, it, it's it's not something I'm like even like to to like I don't go in trying to like you know be a comedian I just think I, I think like I think it just happens yeah you definitely got me a couple of times on the project um the quesadilla line I was like I laughed out loud <laughs> uh, and there, there were a couple other lines where I was just like this is the funniest project I've ever heard um and I guess another question that we had was um, you rap over some interesting production, um, some like pretty unconventional production on this project. And I was wondering, how do you go about beat selection? 
And then what were any of like, I can imagine the calm beat would be really difficult to rap over, like even the Absol beat. Um, like a lot of the beats are pretty unconventional. Were they difficult to learn to rap over? Not really. I don't like it. In, in a weird way, like, I feel like I was just like, I don't know, like, I don't do things that cause too much resistance. So like, so like, if the, if like, I'm trying to like work an idea over the beat and it's like not like coming to me, like I kind of, I kind of get rid of it quickly. So like, I don't know, I feel like a lot of these beats, like, I, I feel like I just did what made sense. I don't know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so but yeah, I, I I choose beats based on like you know how much I like them and how well I can write to them, and then like you know when, when making the project, it was just about like I was just trying to make every time I was going, I was just trying to make the best song possible, and then like I was gonna take the best songs that I can make and then put them together, you know. So like that was just my approach to picking the beats. Like, okay, this is a cool idea. I can work with this. All right, let me work with it, and then like maximize that the potential of the idea, you know. Yeah, and did you know the majority of the producers for this project before, or was it like meeting new people and like working on with uh people online? Yeah, it was more of an online thing. Uh, like, I like I'm I live in the Bronx, so like I, I don't know like a lot of producers personally that would have like been making like these kind of beats. So like I had to like search a little. I had to search elsewhere, but like it was a cool experience, you know like seeing people that have like you know cool ideas and like-minded like visions and stuff like that so how do you find um all these producers on your track like do you work with people you know or do you like reach out to people on the internet like (laughs) yeah it was more of like a reaching out to people on the internet kind of thing you know just like just going on youtube and looking for beats yeah yeah um and we were also wondering like kind of um on the references front you talk about like julia holter um on this project i was wondering like i I love julia holter's music that felt like an out of nowhere reference um what how has she influenced your music or has she influenced your music at all oh she's tight i I love julia oh my yeah yeah no i love julia holter yeah like she no, she's influenced my music by just being awesome, and like I don't know, <laughs> yeah, no, she's great. I was actually I saw her live, like so like I was actually at a Julia Holzer concert, so that was inspired in the line. But but yeah, yeah, no, she's great. <laughs> Where did like, you see her? I saw her someplace in Brooklyn. Like it was uh it was after it was uh when Aviary came out. Oh damn! I bet that was a wild concert. <laughs> it was super cool, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, Absol as well. You came out with the hot take that Absol was your favorite rapper in TDE. Um, interesting take. I feel like it's not like super uncommon, but definitely a little off the path. Like, uh, what did you like about Absol? Uh, but back to like um like like the humor in the project that I think like that's something I've always appreciated about Absol is like he's just I've always found him like really funny and I've always like the I've always like the silly approach he took to like making music he was always like kind of like the weird like 
the weird character in TD. So, like, I always kind of appreciate that about him. Like, so, like, there was definitely a period of time where, like, Control System was out. And, like, of course, it was before, like, The Pimp Butterfly came out. Like, then, like, that's when I was, like, all right, it's clearly Kendrick to me. But, like, before all of that, like, I was, like, a big, like, Absol guy. Sorry. Um, so, going back to the Jazz for Jesus theme, we're also wondering, was there any attempt to use, like, jazz or soul-related samples on the project <laughs> uh definitely not the i the jazz for jesus thing like that came to me like after and like and i picked it because it was like a i don't know i just like i thought it was like a funny like i thought it would be a funny misdirect you know like if i like made the title sound like it was like a, a christian rap album or something like i don't know it was like it's like that Throbbing Russell's record of 20 Jazz Funk Greats. No, I know what you're saying. That's funny, though, because I feel like w- with the title and the cover, like, I knew that something different was coming. <laughs> like, I feel like the cover doesn't give Jazz for Jesus energy necessarily. But could you talk about the the art? Um, I know that you said you created it, right? Could you talk about, like, what the art meant to the project? Uh, I, I, like, I thought it was a cool, like, picture, like, I just thought like I thought it looked weird and then like I had like the babushka on and then like I was just playing with like all these weird random filters and like the light behind me kind of looked like a halo it was just like it was I was just looking at it like this is so silly and it just made sense with the title I felt like it looked like I don't know to me they both like matched in a weird way so like it just made sense in that sense I don't know um it kind of feels like you're memeing <laughs> the the album cover with I guess the album comes out that way like I definitely was just trying to make something that like looked cool like or like mm-hmm. or stood out you know like yeah no it definitely stands out <laughs> so like um going back to sort of like the like name black and like promoting this album do you have like channels that you in like have you shared this with like friends or people you know or like how has the like promotional aspect of this album or future projects worked for you uh I've just shared it with friends uh like because honestly like I thought this would just be like like I put it out I was like this is like like you know this like silly record I made like, like, I made it in earnest, of course, but, like, I wasn't expecting people to like it, you know, so I was, like, I'm gonna just put this out for whoever wants to hear it, and, like, and then, like, people were, like, oh, no, this is pretty cool, and I was, like, I was actually surprised, like, you know, but, uh, but, yeah, like, so I haven't been putting too much, like, into the promotion of it, because I didn't have that, I didn't have the belief in it, you know. (laughs) Do you believe in it more now? Oh, definitely. No, this, <laughs> I really appreciate you guys. Oh, no, it, not because of us even, just because, like, I don't know. I feel like it, it just, it sounds like it's just an incredible project. Um, and, like, I, I really hope that you have that belief because, I mean, I really enjoyed it. Everyone I've shared with has, like, really enjoyed it. Um, and I guess I have a couple more questions, but first... Um, is there anything specific that you want people to take away from this project? 
don't know. I, I just I want them to have a fun time listening to it. I want them to I want them to enjoy it. You know, like you know, nothing crazy. Like uh, I want I want it to just be a, a good experience. You know. Amen. <laughs> um yeah you're not trying to convince people to go to church after listening to this um do you have any plans to do like shows or like performances coming up in any way oh i wish like i want to do shows that would be so cool like perform some of the songs like and just like because i i would love to do that just like just like connect with the people that way and is there anything that you're working on coming up? Uh, I'm still recording songs and stuff. Uh, doing, like, more singing and stuff, which is, I don't, I don't know why I'm doing that. But, you know, I'm trying to, like, get better at, like, just doing more stuff. And, and you know, that's all it is. Nothing, nothing too concrete right now. Okay, dope. Well, we'll definitely be like looking out for whatever you produce. We're very excited. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Two Versions. We hope you enjoyed getting to know Black and check out his album, Jazz for Jesus. You can find this episode on our website, quarantinecontent.com or on our weekly newsletter, The Cute. See you next week.